0: Social. Impact. Everywhere. Welcome back, my fellow social impactors, to another sponsored episode from the Sandbox Center in Barrie, Ontario. And so the Sandbox Center is accelerating business of all sizes by creating a connected and sharing community. And today we have a special guest with for you. We have Mike Toy, who is the Executive Director of Sednet. Now, SEDNET is the Canadian Community Economic Development Network, and they are a national association of organizations and people throughout Canada committed to strengthening communities by creating economic opportunities that enhance social and environmental conditions. So, this is an incredible, incredible opportunity to talk about this. And, Mike, I really just wanted to start this podcast by saying thank you for being here today, and I'm super excited.
1: Thanks for having me on the show, Avery.
0: Yeah. And we're going to have two kind of brand new questions. It's not questions that I normally ask uh, uh, of guests, but what I'm excited about is these are very, very tailored towards what it looks like in an economy with social enterprise. And so the first question I have for you is a little bit more broad based and it is, do you believe social enterprise or, you know, companies that have a social enterprise element, do you believe they're an important part of business?
1: Uh, Absolutely. The simple answer is absolutely that um, social enterprises are an important tool in uh, creating an economy that's going to be sustainable for people and the planet in the 21st century. I think I see social enterprises as uh, another step in a direction that recognizing that um, we can't separate the silos That sort of separated people from business, from the planet, don't work. Um, You know, the old uh, uh, metaphor or proverb saying the business of business is business, and that governments and charities can take care of people and the planet, you know, that was a limitless uh, garbage can or uh, infinite resources. We know that that doesn't work anymore, and that the complex social problems that uh, we're facing in terms of poverty and homelessness are simply, can't be resolved by um, governments, any one level of government by themselves or the charitable sector. We have to see the connections between the systems that create uh, poverty and exclusion, and environmental degre- degradation, and those symptoms that we're dealing with and trying to remediate. So just addressing the symptoms doesn't work anymore and social enterprise at its best is actually a systemic response to those uh, problems and it's uh, I think a powerful potentially powerful step towards incorporating what used to be social or environmental externalities to business and saying no look we can avoid creating those problems in the first place and uh, do a better job of creating a world you know employment and products and the goods and services that people want in a way that's humane and sustainable.
0: Oh, I love that. I <laughs> just had this conversation with uh, with a colleague um probably an hour before this podcast and and we were talking about that social enterprise and this movement of you know uh, do good to create good really uh is a systemic response that that encapsulates exactly what we were saying and uh one of the pains I have in in you know our current Economy and current system is that it isn't. It is almost a uh, an unnatural system, right? We don't follow sustainability. We're not following holistic viewpoints, right? Everything is complex, but we've created a system that's based off of exponential growth. It's based off of you know, uh, again, like you said, a limitless system, and it just does not exist in the natural environment, right? So. Uh, I, I, the question, I guess I'm, it's not even a question, but what are you, what are your thoughts on that? What are some steps we can take and social enterprise is a step. What are, what are some other steps we can take to really keep driving this conversation of sustainability and holistic viewpoints?
1: So, yeah, I think part of the challenge for social enterprise now in terms of a system changing approach is that, um, it really, like I'd say to a large extent, um, uptake for social enterprise is dependent on the goodwill of consumers right it's individual people who um, understand the implications of the products that they're purchasing and are willing to um, usually go out of their way either pay a little bit more or go somewhere else to find a different product uh, and to support to be conscious consumers and that's Helpful for getting things started. It's necessary, but it's not uh, I think not everyone has the, uh, the Capacity the time the energy the money to be doing that and as long as social enterprises are fighting a, a Predominantly sort of 20th century capitalist system. It's going to be an unfair playing field So I think ultimately social enterprises are in some ways a canary in a coal mine. They're demonstrating what's possible uh, through the goodwill of forward-thinking consumers and, in some cases, uh, enlightened public policy, but ultimately, I think the real costs of uh, environmental exploitation and even uh, social costs of of labor and uh, and people are going to we're going to need to change the rules of society and the governments and the policies that we elect to uh, to create more sustainable and humane forms of business. As I said earlier, so uh, I think um social enterprise in some ways is going to be the status quo it's going to be the norm uh, we just need to get there in time uh to avert some of the most perilous uh climate and uh ecological crises that uh, we're already on the brink of
0: yeah like it's it's not so much a conversation anymore of you know we need that you know this change is good this change will bring you know better conditions we kind of need it <laughs> we kind of yeah. have to do it now
1: That's right. I mean, what the uh, international panel on climate change says that we've got eleven years left, and so, uh, in, 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 in my view, the challenge is really helping people understand the urgency of uh, making the change and uh, understanding that we can't borrow from future generations or the planet uh, anymore. We have to live responsibly in terms of what we're actually consuming and how we're doing it, and pay the real cost the real price for it and uh, uh so that awareness raising and understanding and i think there's there's some negative framing to it right there's their urgency but there's also a real positive opportunity here when we talk about um healing and reconciliation and uh right relationships with uh, people on the planet that i think the quality of life that we uh can live by uh you know, just and uh, more whole, uh, in the sense that we talk about CED being a holistic business model, but uh, a practice and a way of living in the world that understands the, uh, the social and environmental connections that are around us, I think really does contribute to a greater quality of life. And that's why Sednet's model, we talk about strengthening communities, by creating opportunities that uh, enhance the social and environmental conditions, it really is about the communities that uh, we see as the basis for action. And if, when we um, empower communities to be able to take more control over their social and economic uh, futures, then we tend to get better uh, results for everyone, for particularly for people who are most excluded and marginalized. But <clears throat> everyone living in a neighborhood, you know, in a particular town or city, I think benefits from the, the greatest uh, social determinant of health is socio um, social networks, supportive social networks. And so when we have, we're living in that, you know, that kind of almost mythical neighborhood where people know each other, they're looking out for each other, they um, are supporting each other, then I, the quality of life uh, in that kind of a setting is, is night and day from, uh, from you know what people—too many people—are living in today.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's 100% true. And uh, um, yeah, the dichotomy between both of them is is yeah, night and day. <laughs> well,
1: and I, I, you, we create—I create a straw man, right? It's there's 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 two extremes that I paint there, kind of an uh, utopia neighborhood versus you know the worst that we can imagine. And most communities are somewhere in the middle. Yeah. The question becomes. um you know, uh, what do we need to do and how urgent is it in order to change our, our practices? And that's where, you know, the, the urgency we talked about about the 11 years and uh, our current environmental practices and, you know, the effects of a carbon tax or, or the, a lot of the practical day-to-day things, uh, we have to be ready to accept the changes and make efforts to, uh, to make those changes and understand the urgency.
0: Mm-hmm. So back to this idea of social enterprise then. The last question and kind of the pinnacle of what what i what I want to discover today in this podcast is, do you think social enterprise can be a driving power uh, or for sustainability but also a driving power for economic development um,
1: <clears throat> i I think it can be whether it will be or not will depend on a lot of external factors, and so I think um capitalism as it's been practiced over the last couple hundred years has been about externalizing costs social enterprise is an attempt to internalize them even corporate social responsibility in some ways um, you know it's it's a a marketing ploy but uh they're uh, responsible purchasing responsible consumption the circular economy that can have benefits for uh, enterprises in terms of reducing costs on their inputs Uh, and uh, creating value for some of their uh, waste or uh, byproducts. I think there's all sorts of ways that social enterprises can internalize, start internalizing those costs, and that's the way of the future. And so social enterprise uh, does that in a very explicit and deliberate way, often attempting to address some of the most complex social problems and working with very difficult uh, uh, populations in very difficult situations, or you know in neighborhoods that uh often face particular challenges so they're always i think that's there's lots of definitions of social enterprise but um they're always uh, at the heart is trying to achieve a social or environmental goal through business activities and that by its nature most of the time is um, uncompetitive in a traditional measure of business so um I think, but that's the way I think we need to go. We've seen the old system doesn't work. That's gonna be the way of the future. Consumers are increasingly recognizing it. I saw a slide um, a couple months ago uh, from a major um, construction company that's also uh, uh, pitches itself as a social enterprise and uh, involves some worker ownership. And it said that 60% of economic growth a couple of years ago that was the latest year they had stats for it, were from values-oriented enterprises. So they tend to be uh, big ones like Mountain Equipment Co-op or uh, Ben & Jerry's, you know, B Corps, that sort of thing. But I think um, that's where, especially young people, but people in general are recognizing that there's greater value for their money, and that is the future. And we just need to... um, Keep experimenting with the different forms, whether it's social enterprises and cooperatives, or hybrid companies or B Corps, and um, and help the, those sustainable practices flourish.
0: Hmm. I, I didn't know that. That's sixty percent. Wow. That's uh... I mean, it's kind I was,
1: of. I was shocked, to be honest. Yeah, it yeah, shows. I, the I want to see the source for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what we're saying today, it might not, might not fully be true. But what's nice about it is, it shows that there is now there is a drive that is happening for for companies yes. that might not be social enterprises that label, but have some some purpose or mandate uh, of yeah. of good cause embedded yeah. into what they do. That excites me.
1: And it's the power of—I mean, they—they they take on that role, that position because they understand the power of that marketing, right? And so, as consumers become more sophisticated, and demand more from uh, the market from enterprises, then those shifts are going to become in- inevitable.
0: Mm. Well, and I can't wait for that, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me too. So uh, I just want to finish this podcast, Mike, by saying, uh, you know, a big thank you again for sharing that insight and, and love what you're doing with Sednet. I think it's going to make, a, you know, a, a staple of what it is to make, you know, economic opportunity, but also look at the social and environmental conditions. So, uh, again, thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: My pleasure, Avery.